Listen, we're going to dive right in because we are still talking about prayer. Now, I hope you guys are getting something out of this, right? This would be the time where you would say, yes, pastor, I am, all right? Because let me tell you something. Uh, well, I tell you what, before I get into that, I want to tell you, I want to share something really quick. I'm kind of putting the cart ahead of the horse. That's something my granddad used to tell. I never understood that, but my granddad would tell me that. But I was going to share with you something that God dropped on my heart this morning. And I want you to take this, and I want you to grab hold of this, and I want you to put your faith in this, and I want you to believe this, because this is clearly an inspiration from God this morning. He told me, as in my prayer time, and when, I'm get, when I was getting ready and preparing, and he said, I'm going to show my glory to my people this morning. Hallelujah. I don't know what that means. He didn't say how. He didn't say when. He didn't say, you know, uh, what it was going to look like. But what that means to you and to me, to all of us, is we can grab hold of that, all right? We can connect our faith with that, and we're going to give him an opportunity for that. Because I don't know what it looks like. What that tells me is that somebody in here needs a touch. Somebody in here needs something. And I think everybody in here, if they were honest, would say they're going through some things, all right? All right, so just hold that thought, because at some point... God's going to show his glory in the service today, right? I don't know what it's going to look like. I look forward to seeing that. We praise you, Father. Glory is going to be awesome. I thank you that your hand is on this service. I think the Holy Spirit is invited to move. We will not quench the Holy Spirit. We allow him to move, to lead us, to guide us. We allow your glory to fall as you want it to fall. Father, we praise you for it. We thank you for it. And we believe those that are expecting, prayed up, ready to receive, will receive the touch that you have or whomever that may be, Father. Glory be in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Glory to God. Listen, you know, it's got important that we do what the Holy Spirit tells me to do or tells us to do, and we're going to follow that. You know, we keep our structure and we like our order of service, but if God leads us over here, I'm not going to tell him no. We're going over here, right? So he wanted me to share that with you so that somebody is going to receive something from God today. Amen. All right, here we go. We're talking about prayer. All right, here we go. Back in this. Now, we are just getting in the, started with this thing. And this is week three. So this will be part three of the art of prayer. And, you know, I'm actually probably going to end up changing the name of this because this is, this is such a big topic. And it goes, we're going to be in it for quite some time. And so I want to encourage you guys, if you miss a service, you know, we want to get those podcasts up as quick as we can, or you can go to Facebook and find it. But I want you to go back to make sure you're not missing something, right? Because prayer is, or not understanding prayer is a problem for the body of Christ. Because I forget the statistics from Regent University. I think it was about 69% of people proclaim that they don't see their prayers answered. Guys, that's a large percentage of the body of Christ. If they're not seeing their prayers answered, something's wrong. And that's why God has imparted on, let's teach this. And this will be week three, and, and we're really not even into the meat of the subject yet. Right? We're getting off the ground with this thing, and, and what we're doing is we're building a foundation. And God is like, I want you to break this thing down all the way to the nitty-gritty because I want my people to know how to use the resources I've made available to them. I want them to, to see the answers to their prayers and walk in the blessings that he has for them and walk in the success that he wants you to be because he wants you all to be successful at what he's called you to do. 
right? He put those dreams in your heart for a purpose, right? And they line up with a plan that he has in some way. That's up to you to figure that out and find with your relationship with him. And if, when you pursue them according to his, his policies and procedures that are written out in his word, glory to God, you'll be a success at what he's called you to do, right? So we're going to keep going with this. And the reason I'm probably going to change my name is, or change my name, change the name, is because, you know, some people, if you use the same title over and over, you know, after like part eight, you know, some people, especially people who think they already know a lot about prayer, right? If that's you, I want you to remain humble because you can learn something week after week after week because I learn something every single day. I have mentors that I follow. I have people that speak into my life and they have people that speak into their life. Glory to God. It doesn't matter how spiritually mature you are. Stay humble. You can always learn. But if I continue to use that name, what's going to happen is people will begin to shut me off, right? People will come in here, well, so this is part five of the art of prayer. And then I've turned into Charlie Brown's mom up here. Wah, 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 wah. Some of you don't even know what that is, right? I'm showing my age for sure. But listen, stick with me, right? And also I noticed there was a book back here in the book. Somebody, somebody got it called The Art of Prayer. And I just wanted to mention to you guys, that's a great book. It was actually a required reading for me at Rama. I think it was for Austin, Anna, Nathan, all of them probably had to read it. And it's a great book. And we put that back there as a resource for you, right? As a matter of fact, all those books are for, are for you guys. The little price on there, that's just a suggested donation because that's what we pay for the books. We don't make money off of those. Those are for you to grow spiritually. You remember, I only got 45 minutes or maybe longer on a Sunday morning right here. And I can only do so much. But for you to grow spiritually, you're going to have to do some things on your own. And that's why we offer those. But somebody got that book and, and, and I encourage you to get it. I found another copy in my office and I put back there because it's a, it's a really good read. It's a really, really important. But I just wanted to make sure that you understand. I, if you did get that book or you have that book, I'm not preaching from that book. I didn't really think about it when I put my title together for this, but I'm not preaching from that book. I will touch on the things in that book. And there's some great stuff in there, but I'm going to tell you something. Prayer is bigger than that book. It's a lot bigger. There's many, many, many books on prayer. Right, and so we're going to be we're going to be breaking this thing down, and we got nothing but time. Right, one thing that God told me this year, He said, "I want you to slow down in your teaching, because and, and, I, and it's my heart. I'm, I'm a fast paced person, buddy. I can get some stuff done. You give me a task, and I'm going to get after it, and I'm going to get it done, get it done, get it done. And sometimes I I, I try to accomplish too much in one Sunday morning, and then in, 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 in the process of doing that, I only hit the high spots, and I never get to the meat. Yeah. Right. So God said this year, I want you to slow down. I want you to take these things. That's why through the past two weeks, and we're going into the third week, and we still haven't even got into the meat of prayer. We're still talking about why we need to be praying, right? And we're going to still be driving that home because it's very important that you understand, or we lay this foundation, that you understand the significance of prayer, all right? It's very important. A lot of people, it's, it's amazing how little people understand about prayer, amen? But listen, as a matter of fact, uh, um, we got time and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to get into the basics and the fundamentals of prayer. All right. And it's going to, I can't tell you how long we'll be talking about this, right? Because, and you'll understand when I get to the end of today, but I, and I, I do want to say this and, and it's nobody in this church, but somebody that watches online. And I received this comment 
And they talk about why do you need to put such an emphasis on prayer? And this is this is comes from somebody, and I don't I'm, I don't try to um, uh, to condemn them or to try to make fun of them or try, their comments come from a lack of knowledge is where that comes from, a lack of understanding the importance of prayer. Amen. But you do hear that a lot because and 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 the, what I hear is why are you putting such an emphasis on prayer? Prayer is just communing with with God. And that is what prayer is, right? And when you study the definition of prayer and all of that, prayer is communing with God. And that's true. That is very true. But prayer is more than just communing with God. And let me tell you something. There's many, 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 many ways to commune with God. And that's what I want to talk with you about today. As a matter of fact, Paul, go with me to Ephesians. Paul talked about it when he was talking about the armor of God. Ephesians chapter 6. We'll begin, uh, I think it's in verse 10, somewhere right in there. But Paul talked about this. There's many ways that you can commune with your heavenly father. So if there's many ways that you can commune with your heavenly father, there's many ways that you can pray. And this is a, this is a biggie, 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 biggie in the body of Christ. And people kind of take prayer and they just put it into one blanket and they throw it into one basket and they think that you just do it one way and then that that gives you the answers to everything you need. But let's read what Paul is talking about here, starting in verse 10. He's talking about, when you understand what's going on here, he's giving us, he's, he's encouraging us to put on the armor of God. Now, the reason he's encouraging us to put on the armor of God is to, so that we can withstand and fight the fight of faith, that we can, we can withstand and we can overcome. It's actually our weapons to fight the devil, right, in this earth, all right? So, and, and it's very important here, and, and there's been so many people preach on this. I've preached on it, and, and, and a lot of people have a tendency to stop. They don't go through the whole thing, but the fact that prayer is in this shows the significance of prayer, all right? Paul says right there, he says in verse 10, he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. It's interesting, he says right there that our battle is not against each other. Our battle is, is against the evil rulers of this, of this earth, right? We talked about that last week. God's not ruling the earth right now. God, uh, Satan is the ruler of the earth right now. God only rules through people who have accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. Amen. That's the authority we just sang about right there. Amen. We talked about that. So, so he goes on right there and he says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you will be able to withstand the evil uh, in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And most people stop right there. And I'm reading this out of the New King James. And, but verse 18 is so significant. Verse 18 says, Praying always with all prayer in supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end. Now, look at the NIV translation. I like that. It says, Pray also for me that whenever I speak words may, may be given 
Oh, I'm reading 19. In verse 18, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. All right, so we're talking about prayer right there. All kinds of prayer. Now, you go on and you do your research and you break this down a little more. And I love the passion on verse 18. Because the passion's like me. It gives a, you know, I can be a little passionate. Well, this just adds a little passion to it. Passion to it. In verse 18, it says, embrace, the, and this is the passion, it says, embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies and take the mighty razor-sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times, praying the blessings of God upon all the believers. Listen, what's he telling us right there? Right there. He's telling us that there is prayer, but yet there are all kinds of prayer. There are all a lot of forms of prayer. There's more than one way to pray, right? And so if there's, and if there's more than one way to pray, guess what? There's going to be different rules that govern how you use each type of prayer. Come on now, this is very important. Most people think that prayer is just one time you just cry out to God, I need something, give me this, what do I need, you know, answer my prayer, fix this problem, blah, 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 and that's it. There's more to it than that. And the problem is, is that, that a lot of people have been praying wrongly because they don't know. They may be trying to use one type of prayer for something that they, where they needed a different type of prayer. And then they're praying that prayer wrong. All right, you're sticking with me now. This is very important, very important. And so there's, so there's different rules for each type of prayer. Think of it like sports, all right? Football, baseball, they're both sports, right? No doubt, they're both sports. I should be talking about basketball now. Auburn's doing so well at basketball. And I can't believe Jeremy's not here because I would have got a yoo-hoo-hoo right there, right? But sports, football and baseball, they're both a sport, but they are both governed by different sets of rules. That means that, means that you can't play football with baseball's rules, right? right. No, it wouldn't work. It's absolutely, it's, it's not going to happen. They're both a sport, but they both have their own rules. Listen, the, guys, the, the, the same thing is true with prayer, right? And this is the reason that the body of Christ is struggling in this area. And one reason, there's many, and we've, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about those. But people are trying to pray. They've got their rules all mixed up. They're trying to pray baseball rules over here with, with, with football rules, right? And, and, they, and, and as a result, they got, they're, 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 they're not seeing their prayers answered, right? They're taking the wrong rules and they're trying to apply them to the wrong prayer. And I mean, and I, mean just, I just want to give you an example of this because this is, this is kind of hard to follow, but I'm going to show you something. And this is one that just really gets under my skin, right? And this is kind of why I wanted to point this out. But uh, because I have a friend that does this, and it doesn't matter how many times I show him in Scripture, he still does it. But there's a lot of people that think that when they pray, and he's not the only one. I've heard this many times, and a lot of minister friends, we talk about this. But they think that they have to end their prayer with, if it be Thy will, Father. If it be your will, Father. Oh, Father, I'm, oh, I have this sickness in my body. If it be your will, heal me. If, Father, I have this need, if it be your will, take care of this need. 
Father, I, I have this problem in this relationship. If it be your will, fix it. Take care of it. And, and let me say something. That comes from a lack of knowledge, right? You could say ignorant, but when we say ignorant, people get offended and they get mad. And I, and I don't mean it in a way to, 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 to pick on someone or to make them feel bad or to offend someone. But it, all ignorance is is a lack of knowledge. There are things I am ignorant about. Right? And I was ignorant about this for a long time until I took the time to break all this down and to study it all out. Ooh, glory to God. It changed our lives. Glory to God. And it will change yours too. Right? So, but but they, they'll, they'll pray that way. They'll pray whatever. And, it, and they'll use that prayer for whatever. And they'll end their prayers with, if it be your will. If it be your will, Father. If it be your will, Father. Right? We touched a little bit on this last week. Right? Well, just stick with me. This is very important. He says, and then when you ask them, and, and you ask them, because I've crossed this bridge many times, why do you say that? Why are you praying that way? Well, they, they want to try to sound religious. Now, we talked about last week the, the dangers of trying to be religious, right? The difference in religion and Christianity. Religion is man. Christianity is a relationship between you and God, right? And we want that. We don't want religion, right? But see, people try to be religious and, and they're, they're, they'll go back and, and they, they'll tell you, well, well, I'm just praying like Jesus did. Now, this is very important, guys, because you'll be surprised at how many people misunderstand this. And then they go, they'll be quick to pull up. And the only time Jesus prayed this way was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And you've got to understand what he was doing right there. He says right here in verse 42, it says, uh, he says, Father, if it is your will, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Now, Jesus did pray that, but you've got to understand what was happening right there. But see, people, they feel like, well, you know what? If that worked for Jesus, I, I guess it'll work for me, so I've got to end all my prayers that way. And, and then so, they, so that's the way they will end their prayers. And, and they, they think they're being religious because it sounds churchy, but it's, they're basing that prayer on a lack of knowledge yeah. because they're not understanding what, what Jesus was doing right here. What Jesus was doing was dedicating his life to God's, to God's service right there. And that, so the prayer that he was using right there was the prayer of consecration. You got to understand this. The prayer of consecration. That's when you, you, you pray over someone, if you're dedicating your life to ministry or whatever, you pray the prayer of consecration. And that's when you're going to use, if it be your will, Father, here I am. Let's go. Let's get this thing. Let's get after it. I'm giving you my life. Let's do this. That's what you're going to pray, right? And that's what Jesus was praying right there. Stick with me. I'm making a longer story longer, okay? It's going to be real long by the time we get to the end of service, right? Glory to God. But then now we're talking about this same person now. And they're still praying all their prayers and they're ending it this way. All right. And they're not seeing the fact that Jesus was using a particular type of prayer right there. Now we're going to get into the types of prayer, not today, but we're going to get into those and you guys are going, it's going to open your eyes. And I, hopefully you're going to realize the areas you need to adjust. Right. And, and so you'll know how to pray and know what to pray and know when to pray. Come on. But all right, so 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 this person say this person same person now they they got a sickness come on their body. Right? They got a pain, I don't know, a sickness, it can be whatever. Maybe the rona's got a hold of them, I don't know. And but so they so now at this point they need something to change, right? So when we need something to change in our lives, what do we do? We pray. 
But now this person has a lack of knowledge and they don't really understand what, how to do this and how it works. And so now they need to be praying the prayer of faith because if you want something to change in your life, come on, you pray the prayer of faith. Come on, that's when, you, when you, you're praying the promises of God and then you believe and you receive and things change in your life. Glory to God. That'd be like when, when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. John eleven forty one forty two. he said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you have always hear me. And because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And then he told Lazarus, he said, come, get up out of there. Come out of there. Of course, y'all know the story. He comes out and he's like, free him. Let's go. Let's keep going. Let's keep this thing. It's interesting that Jesus didn't say, well, Father, if it be thy will. Right? Because Jesus, of course, knew God's will. Amen? It's important that you know God's will. Now stick with me. You'll see something here. Glory to God. But now that person needs prayer right there. And they, they, need, they, need, they need to be praying the prayer of faith. And they try it. And they go out there, Father, you know, uh, this sickness is on my body. And, you know, this, I'm having this problem. And, and, and you know, uh, and, and I, I want it to go away, Father. And then they end the prayer with, if it be your will. Right? Guess what just happened to that prayer? It just became nullified. It just became void. It became no good. It became, it's not going to work because of their confusion of God's will or his word. Guys, this is very important. You've got to know what God's will is. And guys, it's not, it's not difficult. It's not difficult at all. And this is why we need to be renewing our minds on the word of God every day because God's will is his word. It is his covenant. It is his testament. Do you know what the definition of a testament is? New Testament, Old Testament? A person's will. That's his will. That's his will right there. You got and you need to be that's why we find a promise in his word considering concerning what we need. We stand on that promise, we claim that promise and we pray that promise by faith and it doesn't matter if it takes a year. We never back down, we never waver. We keep believing and we keep praying until it manifests in our life. Glory to God. Because it's God's will that we have everything that he's provided for us. It's his will that he has, and it's, it's God's will that we have everything that the blood of Jesus paid for. That's why we talk about that all the time. That is significant. There was a reason he shed his blood. There was a reason he bore the stripes. There was a reason he was beaten. All of that paid a price for something. Guys, listen, understanding God's will is so important. But yet, a lot of people within the body of Christ don't even understand or don't even or have no clue what the will of God is. They figure because they have sickness in their body that it's just God's will that I'm sick. It's not God's will that you're sick. Healing is God's will. And I know that because it says in his word. It says in his word. And now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive this one home because this is the one I get most of the kickback on. Go to 1 Peter 2.24. Well, I'm going to point these out to you guys. If you've been dealing with a sickness, you need to write these down. And these are the scriptures you need to stand on. And you need to go back. And just like we said last week, you need to plead your case with God. You need to remind him of what he said in his word. And you need to let him know that I have the authority delegated to me through Jesus Christ. And I will stand in that authority. And Father, you said in your word that healing is 
is mine. I take it. I receive it. The sickness cannot stay. It has to go. And it may not happen instantly. But when it comes, you cannot stop. You have a choice in life. You keep going or you give up. And if you give up, the enemy's just smiling from ear to ear. Because that's what he wants you to do. Amen. Amen. 1 Peter 2, verse 24. And I'm going to read this out of the Amplified just because I love the Amplified version right here. Verse 24. Because if you struggle with this, I'm going to show you these. Man, it is, it is God's will that we walk in health. God created us to do a purpose, to do a job. And he's not out here throwing sickness on us to stop us. The enemy, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. All things that are good come from above, come from God. Glory to God. Out of the Amplified. Healing is our will. How do I know it? Because the word says it. Because he says right here, he said, He personally, talking about Jesus, carried our sins in his body on the cross willingly offering himself on it as on an altar of sacrifice so that we might die to sin, becoming immune from the penalty of the power of sin. That's, he redeemed us from the curse of this land. That's what that sacrifice paid for right there. And the curse of this land is sickness, poverty, and spiritual death, right? We've preached on that before. Then it goes on to say, and live for righteousness, for by his wounds you who believe, come on, there's faith, who believe have been healed. Guys, it's right there, and you cannot interpret that verse any other way than what it says. But now let's, let's, because you can't just take one verse, let's go on back. Let's, let's, Let's go back to Isaiah. Let's go back to the old covenant. Everybody's going, I know somebody's going to say, oh, that's the old covenant, pastor. I know that, right? Isaiah 53, 53, glory to God. 53, beginning in verse 4, and I'm going to read this out of the New King James. 53 and verse 4. And the thing, you got to love Isaiah. Isaiah was one of the greatest prophets because half of his book is him prophesying about us about our day, the days we're in, right? And that's what he's talking about. He's prophesying about it right here. And he says right there, and he's talking about Jesus. He said, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteem him stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. In verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Guys, there was a reason he was beaten. It was for a purpose right there. And this is it. This is it. This is so that it goes on. It says the chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. We are, he's prophesying about Jesus when Jesus comes to be our sacrifice. So let's roll it back on over to Matthew. Matthew chapter 8 because Matthew's going Matthew's to talk about this. Chapter 8 verse 16. Verse 17. Come on, y'all still with me? This is, this is so important. So important. We should not be walking around sick and just in poor, pitiful, mead mode. No, we should be walking in authority, walking in health. does not mean you won't deal with a sickness, but it's how you respond to that sickness. Do you just accept it and make it your pet and keep it, or do you keep fighting it and proclaiming the word of God over it and declaring, and by faith you're healed and you're going to walk it out? That's why it's called the fight of faith. It's called the fight of faith. But look what Matthew says right here. 
It goes on and says, when even had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities, infirmities and bore our sickness. Guys, healing is God's will because it's in his word. And I'm going to believe it. Because I want everything, every resource, every tool, every blessing. I want every promise. I want them in my life so that I can do what God's called me to do. That's what gets me out of bed every morning. It does. It is some, some people can't get out of bed because they're so depressed because the world is so oppressing them. Listen, kick that aside and grab hold of the things that we know are true and go after those. Glory to God. But healing is God's will. And, and listen... While we're talking about that, it's God's will for the people, lost people to get saved. I'm really, we're, we're going down this trail, but the Holy Spirit's taking us there. We're going. It's people, God's not choosing who will be saved and who's not. He, his word clearly says, John 3.16. You know, and then, of course, you've got 2 Peter 3.9 where it tells us that he doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants everyone to repent and turn to him. Guys, it's, I knew a guy that, uh, a pastor that prayed for a, a gentleman. And, uh, and, 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 and they prayed and they were praying for some lost family members of that particular gentleman. And that gentleman, and as they were praying, they're both they're standing like this, and they're both out their heads, and they're holding their hands, and they're praying. And then they, they're praying, you know, you know, send the right people or laborers around. They'll listen to la 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 in Jesus' name, Amen. And as they raise their head up, the man's lifting his head up, and he said, "If it be Thy will, Father." Lack of knowledge. It is God's will that they be saved. He's trying to sound religious in front of the pastor. Glory to God. Listen. You've got to understand God's will if you're going to stand on these things and pray them out. And you know, let me just say this one. A lot of people, this is one that people will fight you, I guess, until Jesus comes back. But God wants you blessed financially. Why? Because it's his will. It's in his word. According, and you've got to understand what the context of what this is saying in Philippians 4.19, we've all heard it. Many people will just pop it off. Pop, 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 pop. And I hope they believe it because it's true. It says, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Guys, when you break that down and you study what Paul was talking about in that one right in there, Paul was talking about finances. God wants you blessed so that you can be a blessing and do what he's called you to do. That's his will. I mean, he told the children of Israel in Isaiah, he told them, he said, if you are willing and you are obedient, willing and obedient, that means you love me, you want what I got, and you're willing and obedient to follow my rules and my procedures and my policies, then you're going to eat the good of the land. Woo, glory to God. Listen. This is not hard to understand. I know I'm getting a little passionate here. I'll, I'll breathe a little bit here. But this is just so true. It's, it's so easy. You know, if, if we're willing and we're obedient, we're going to eat the good of the land. When you may say, well, that's the Old Testament. I know that's the Old Testament. Quit trying to kick it to the curb. But we're under a new covenant and a better covenant. And you know what that means? We talked about it last week. We can do exactly what they did and then some. Right? 
It's just whether you believe. Whether you believe it, glory to God. I mean, think about it, guys. God did not put the good things on this earth for the devil and all of his buddies to go partying it up with all the good stuff. He wants you blessed to be a blessing. Now, that doesn't mean that we pursue that, the, the material things. Please don't misunderstand me. Somebody's going to take this out and here and go, well, I just, I'm just I'm, I'm going to pursue that million dollars. Well, God's not going to bless you with a million dollars if you can't budget your 75000 you're making now, right? That's a sermon for another day. But God didn't put the stuff here for the, for the devil. He wants you blessed. If we're not blessed in some capacity, what's going to be the draw for people to follow him, to pursue him. Come on. They're not going to do it. And I'm going to tell you something. If you're ever going to, to, to be able to pray in that authority that we just sang about in that song, if you're ever going to want to stand in that and pray in that authority, then you've got to know God's will. You've got to know his will, which is his word. As It's his word. I'm going to tell you something. I, you know, studying, and, and it doesn't sound fun, but I'm going to tell you something. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And, the, and I'm going to tell you something. When the Holy Spirit starts giving you revelation, because, you know, that, that's what he, he's our teacher. He'll, got, he'll bring things back to our remembrance, but you've got to be putting some stuff in there for him to be bringing back, right? Some people like to grab hold of that and say, well, I don't have to read anything. You know, he's just going to show me. No, he's not. You've got to read it. You've got to study it, right? Now, I got way off my illustration there. I'm still talking about the guy with, with, with the, that, that doesn't know how to pray, right? But so he, he, he's, he's praying for healing, but he's praying a prayer that should only be used for a prayer of consecration right there, and it didn't work. And so guess what happens when someone to somebody when their prayers don't work? They get mad. Exactly. They get mad at God. But it's not God's fault. It's not God's fault. They're mad. They, I mean, that would be like standing in the middle of the Iron Bowl at Jordan Hare Stadium and screaming to Bo Nix, hit a home run, hit a home run. You know, that may have helped him looking at some of his performances this past year. Uh, <laughs> you got you to get your rules right. Right. Because of a lack of knowledge and a lack of understanding of how to pray and when to pray and what type of prayer, people are getting angry at God. They want to blame God and they want to get frustrated. It's all God. Listen, if you're dealing with sickness in your body, it's not God. It's the enemy trying to take your health. Stand on his word. Fight. I don't care if you fight until Jesus comes back. Never stop fighting. Two choices. Quit or give up. Do not give up. I will not quit and I cannot be defeated. I will not quit and I will. Guys, you got to get that attitude. Because as long as you keep backing, cowering back, the enemy's going to keep applying pressure. And the more you stand against him, believing the word of God, fighting the fight of faith, then when it manifests in your life, now the enemy's going to leave you alone because he knows what's going to happen. You're not giving up. You're going to fight this thing out. Glory to God. Listen, we can't, we can't be getting mad at God, right? And, and ultimately, we can't be getting mad at God if, if we don't take responsibility to, to pursue everything that he's made available to us. Because, see, he's made everything available to us through his word, through the men and women that he calls into ministry to preach us, to teach to us. 
And see, if, if people don't pursue those things, because remember, he gave us free will to choose. Choose me or not choose me. You know, I know that's a big year around the world. Some people think that God has already chosen those that will be saved and chosen. No, God gave us free will to choose. That's why the evil operates in bad people's life, because people make bad choices. And then that flows over, and people, uh, good people uh, deal with the consequences in this broken world, right? But see, we can't get mad at God because God's made it available to us. It's just if we're not willing to put in the effort to study, to come to church, and I'm not condemning anybody. We are, this church is great. But I want to, what I'm helping you do is I want to build you up so that when you talk with your friends that won't, or you talk with your coworkers that won't, or you talk with your family members that won't, you encourage them. This is why it's important. You're getting here that you learn how to pray because we need our prayers answered. We need to be, we need to be prayer warriors. We need to be machines that, that, that when we pray and we, our faith is so strong that we believe, glory to God, that we receive miracles. And I'm going to tell you something. The more you do this, the, the quicker things happen in your life. Glory to God. Listen, knowing how and knowing what and knowing when to use prayer, glory to God, is so important. And I'm going to tell you, that's just one example of how a person's misconceptions about prayer has caused their prayers not to be answered. And there's a bunch. There's a bunch. But yet so many people just, just take, they just put prayer under one umbrella and throw it all in one basket and that's all you get. You know, you just pray one way. No, there's different types of prayer. There's different rules that govern those types of prayer, right? Glory to God. And what I want you to see out of this is I want to make sure you understand this is why we're laying this foundation. This is why we're teaching these fundamentals, guys, because you need to be victorious in your life. You need to be overcomers. You need to be blessed to be a blessing. You need to be accomplishing what it is God's called you to accomplish. Glory to God. We, and that's why we're driving this home and we're spreading this out and we're taking the time to, because we, we want everybody to be on the same page. We want everybody to understand the rule book, which is God's word, right? We want to make sure you've got the rule book down and we want you to understand how to pray and to make sure that you're applying the correct prayer at the right time, following the correct rules to get absolute results, we should not, the body of Christ, and I'm not talking about just the church, I'm talking about the body of Christ, should not be walking around defeated all the time. We have to learn to pray from a place of offense. Get after the devil. Don't wait until he hits you. Hit him first. How? With your words. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We just read yeah. in Paul, in Ephesians. Yeah. Guys, it's so important. And I'm going to tell you, we touched on just a few types of prayer right there, right? And I'm not going to get into them because we're going to cover them. We're going to cover them. And I'm going to tell you, before we break all of those down, I know some of you are thinking, well, what are we going to talk about next week? We're not going to get into those next week. We will get into everyone, I promise you. And there's more. Some of you note takers are going, what are they, pastor? What are they? Come on, tell me. If you don't tell me, I can't sleep tonight. Well, I'll give you the list. These are the types of prayer. But I will say this, before we can get in the types of prayer, we got to break down, how do you make them work in your life? Yeah, yeah. If you don't know how to work, make it work. It don't do no good to know all about the prayer. I had a friend of mine that was just obsessed with Jeeps. Obsessed with Jeeps when we were young. He studied them. You know, back then we had to go to the library to get books. You know, y'all, don't, y'all just have it on your phone, you know. 
and he would study them, and he he just he loved them, and he would he knew everything they could do, you know, all their capabilities, their horsepower, and all of this. And he was fifteen, but he didn't know how to drive them. It's like it didn't do him any good. Never got a Jeep either, but I don't know. Lord, you got listen. You got before, before we can get into all of the how, all the what types, you got to know how to make them work. We don't want to get the card against ahead of the horse. Does anybody know what that means? Yeah. Oh, you do know what that means. I don't. Okay. <laughs> well, you can tell me later. <laughs> All right, let me give you this list so I won't have to, people wondering. The types of prayer. We're going to break these down. I gave you two. Prayer of faith, very important. Very, the just is called to live by faith. It takes faith to please God. Come on, you can just go over scripture after scripture after scripture about how important faith is. So if faith is that important, you need to know about faith. That's why we teach on faith so much, right? You cannot be saved without faith. You know, it's funny. People would take the same faith that they used to receive uh, salvation and then use that same faith to receive healing. Because, I mean, people get saved and they're like, yes, I got it. But when it comes to healing, they gotta, to believe it, they got to fight it out for a year. Just believe it. Receive it. It's there. Because, you know, people always say, well, what, what, I just want God to do it. Well, God's already done what he's going to do. That's why Jesus came. That's why Jesus said it's done. It's finished. He's done all he's going to do unless you, well, unless you get a miracle. All right. So prayer of faith, prayer of consecration. All right. Those of you who are writing them down. There is the prayer of binding and loosing. Binding it. Some of you know, recognize some of these. Actually, I think we're going to close out with that prayer today. The prayer of binding and loosing. So we're going to give, you know what? God wants to show his glory. We're going to give him an opportunity to show his glory. Now, I'm not trying to put pressure on you, right? Uh, but but we're, going to, we're going to give him an opportunity to move. You know, the power that raised Jesus from the dead is no different than the power of God today. Amen. The only difference is, is man suppresses the Holy Spirit and suppresses that power. They don't ever give him an opportunity to move. Well, I'm not going to be that person. We're going to open up. We'll close with that. So I, I want you to be thinking along these lines as I give you the rest of this list. If you've got a need, I don't care what that need is. If you have a need, right, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to come down and we're going to lay hands on you. Why are we going to lay hands on you? Because the Bible says that if you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Well, if that anointing will, 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 will work for, for a sickness, it'll work for a need. So we're going to believe that the anointing of God and the power of God will flow through that point of, of connection and you'll receive whatever it is. I don't care what your need is, right? Come on, we're going to, we're going to, be, we're going to, we're going to end up with a prayer of binding and loosening. I know this is different than what we usually do, but the Holy Spirit's taking us there and we need it. Somebody needs a need taken care of in their life, all right? So be thinking, don't be afraid to come down when I ask. That's the biggest mistake people miss. You know, when Jesus saw the man at the, at the pool of, of Bethesda there, he, he asked him, he said, do you want to be healed? And I'm paraphrasing. He says, do you want to be healed? Now, the man could have laid right there and said, oh, yes, just heal me, Jesus. Just heal me. Just heal me. And never got his healing. But Jesus said, no, get up and walk. He had to take a step. He had to, that, what is that step? That step's a step of faith. Right. It means you believe. Yeah. All right? When I call you down, don't be afraid. We'll turn the camera off if it make you feel better. This is the God wants to show His glory. That means somebody's going to get something, and that can be any, and that can be all of us if you believe by faith. Glory to God! All right. So we've got the prayer of commitment, prayer of worship, 
the prayer of agreement. I said, all these are so good, so good, so good. Praying in the Spirit. We've touched on that one. Austin did a great job uh, talking the other night about it, right? Corporate prayer. Unite, or some people call it united prayer. Come on. I should have got into that one today because we got corporate prayer coming up. Guys, there is, and Austin, he really hit this one Wednesday night. Gosh, y'all need to go back and get that podcast. He, he, I was so blessed. I went home. I wanted to run laps around the house. I was just so excited. Talking about the power of God. Woo, glory. I didn't care if it was 20 degrees. I was just excited. I couldn't sleep. I probably didn't go to bed until 1 o'clock. Yeah. Glory to God. No glory to him. He'll tell you no glory to me. It was about because he was all inspired by the Holy Spirit and the glory goes to God. Amen. Same for myself. And you have the prayer of supplication. We're going to break all of these down. All of these down. And of course, there's the intercessory prayer. Now, I can't. I can't operate the church without these. I can't operate my life without these. You can't operate your life or your ministry. Or your, you, really shouldn't, you really shouldn't even be operating your family without having these, the foundation on these. Because, you know, there's times you need to intercede on your family's behalf. Right? Come on, you need to pray for a family member that maybe don't know Jesus or has a sickness in their body and, and they don't know to pray. Well, you know, that's what the intercessory prayer is for. Yeah. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something. We have a stack of prayer cloths back, back there on that table. We don't use them very much. But you know, we're going to use them today. If you, if you, maybe you don't have a need, but you know somebody that has a need. I want you to get one of those prayer cloths. Well, what's a prayer cloth? Well, you know, in Acts, it says, where, it says that God performed miracles through Paul through the handkerchiefs that touched his skin. And when those handkerchiefs, after they touched Paul's skin, the anointing flowed through that handkerchief. And when they laid that handkerchief onto the, onto the sick people, they were healed. That's why we use those prayer cloths. So I'm going to tell you something. If you don't have a need and you know somebody, get one of those cloths and we'll pray over it. Amen. Glory to God. All right. So you guys can sleep easy, right? And these are the, we're, we're, we're not going to get into, in, into, uh, um, into all of those, but what, I want to get into the. I'm, I'm going to get into the uh, uh, the prayer of binding and loosing. Now, Doc, can you put up Luke ten nineteen out of the Passion for me? First, I want us all to read this together. All right, this is very important. We talk about authority all the time. This verse right here, you should. Now, I'm not going to tell you to put it on your phone. I'm going to tell you to write it down. I'm old school. You put it on your phone, you put it on your technological devices, you, there's too many opportunities for it to get covered up, to get hidden, to get put somewhere where you got to go find it. You need to put this verse where you can see it. You need to put it by your bed, you need to put it on your mirror of your car, you need to put it on your dash, you need to put it on your refrigerator, you need to put it next to your toilet paper roll. I don't care where you put it, but you need to put this one where you can see it. And you need to let this sink in. Because this is Jesus talking right here. And he's talking to us. Right? And all of this happens as a result of the sacrifice, the pain, and the suffering, and the beating, and the blood that he shed on the cross. So we're going to read. Let's start right here in verse 19. It says, now you, I'm not hearing you. I need to hear some voices. Ready? Let's go. Now you understand that I have imparted to you my authority to trample over his kingdom. Stop. Over his kingdom. He's talking about Satan's kingdom. 
This is Satan's kingdom. This is not yet God's kingdom. He's wanting to reestablish his kingdom. And when Jesus comes back, that's when it's all his right now, right? He's reigning and ruling through us. Another reason prayer is important. Keep going. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will harm you as you walk in this authority. Whoo, guys, this is the authority we need to be walking in. You need to let that sink in. When the enemy tries to throw things on you, don't just take them. Especially sickness. People grab that. Well, you know, my grandfather had a heart condition. I guess I'll get it too. No, you won't. Stand in that authority. Overcome him. That's why Jesus shed the blood that he shed to pay the price. That's why there had to be a sacrifice. There had to be a sacrifice, guys. Listen, we have authority over Satan. Now, it's up to, you have a choice, just like the man at the pool of Bethesda. He had to have, make a decision. He had a choice. He could have laid there and just let somebody else do it for him, right? Or he could take the step of faith, and he took the step of faith, and he got healed, right? And so we have authority over Satan, and we should be using that authority. And you use it in a lot of different ways, but one of the main ways is the prayer of binding and loosing. Right? That means we need to be praying from an offensive standpoint, not waiting on him to get on us. We're going after him. Right? We're going to bind him in our lives. And we're going to loose angels in our, to work on our behalf. You know, the Bible calls angels ministering spirits. Right? That sounds weird or whatever, but that's what they are. But they are here to work on our behalf, and we're going to loose them. We're going to send them out with a prayer of binding and loosing to work on our behalf. Glory to God. You're going to think, what are you talking about? Matthew 18, 18. I'm going to read this. New King James. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Guys, the prayer of binding and loosen, uh, puts a halt to Satan's schemes. People are always like, why am I always dealing with problem after problem after problem after problem and after problem? Well, of lack of knowledge. You don't understand. There's a prayer for that. It's called the prayer of binding and loosen. You need to be bind. Man, I bind Satan 50 times a day. When things start rolling and I can see it coming, no, I stop. Satan, I bind you in Jesus' name. You have no place. I've been delegated authority. I stand in that authority. I am a child of God that has been bought and paid for with the blood of Jesus. And I will walk in those blessings. And I will walk in every benefit that is mine and every promise that is in the word of God. Guys, I don't care who you are. If you have a need, I want to ask you just to come down and stand right here. Nathan, I want you to come down. I know you do. Anna, you can come with him. Don't make me come get you. Don't make me come get you. When I lay hands on you and we pray, I want you to believe. And if you know, if you know somebody that has a need and they're not here, you get a prayer cloth. We're all going to pray over those. Come on down. Cody, come on down. Grab a prayer, prayer cloth. Come on down. Anybody else? Guys, don't... Whenever God is so clear about he wants to show his glory, don't miss an opportunity from pride. Don't miss an opportunity for for fear. Don't miss an opportunity because you're concerned about what people think about you and what you anything anything like that. Don't miss any of that. The, the, 
anointing and the power of God is here, is present. We just have to give him an opportunity to move. And that's what this is. It's an opportunity to move. Kaylee, come on down here. I want to pray for you. Anybody else? Chad, come on up here. Come on over here, buddy. This is, well, I guess we could have done this the most, the, the, the most of the church, right? But that's okay. God wants to show his glory. And you can, he can show his glory in you. All you have to do is receive it and believe it. It's his will. It's his will. Amen. Now, you know what you need, right? In your heart. I don't need to know all that, okay? But what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray, and I'll start over here, and I'll work my way across. And then as I lay hands on you, I'm going to pray a simple prayer of binding and loosening. I'm going to bind Satan on your behalf, and I'm going to loose the angels to go and to work on your behalf for your need. Now, as I'm doing that, I want you to proclaim to Jesus what you need. Some of you need business needs. I know different people, different ones. You know, some of you need health issues. We just saw in the Word from God that it's God's will that we be healed. Some of you have re- need restoration in relationships. Some of some of you need, need need provision. It's okay. God wants you to have those things, and He wants you to be blessed. Amen. So I'm going to start right here, and I'm going to start with a prayer. And uh, you guys in the congregation that didn't come down, if you'll just, as we pray, lift one hand up towards this as a sign of agreement. And as I pray, connect your faith with our faith, and let's see this thing happen. And let's see God move. Let's go. Father, we praise you. We thank you for this day. I thank you for Kaylee, Lord. We thank you for the wonderful child of God that she is. We thank you for her, her leading us in song and praising you through worship, Father. And we know, you know her situation. You know her life. Father, we bind Satan from working in her life. We bind you. Satan, you have no place here. She is a child of yours, Father. You cannot operate here. We bind you and we loose angels to go forth on her behalf. Angels, you put a number umbrella of protection around her and you cause the things in her life to line up with the will of God and she believes it and she receives it in Jesus mighty name amen amen I know what this is father we thank you for Emory and we thank you for his family we thank you the wonderful wonderful family that they are and father we pray over this cloth we know, you know this situation. We don't have to tell you the situation, but we pray that as we lay our hands on this cloth, we pray that the anointing power goes into this cloth and that when this cloth touches his son, when it touches him, healing will begin in his body. Restoration will begin in his body. From the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, glory to God. From his heart all the way up to his mind, glory to God. Fill him, Holy Spirit. Fill him with your peace, your joy, and your wisdom to make right decisions and to turn and repent and get himself back on track as he needs to be, Father. And it will be done because we believe it and we bind Satan from from working in in this situation. We bind you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. We bind you through the authority delegated to us and we loosen the angels to go forth and start working on his behalf. And we just give you all the praise for it in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for Kate. 
The young daughter of yours, Father, she's awesome, amazing, glory be. We thank you for the desires in her heart. You thank you for the dreams you've placed into her heart. We thank you that everything that she needs to make that come to pass will come to pass, Father. And you know what needs she needs. I don't, we, don't, we don't have to get into all of that, Father. But on her behalf, we bind you, Satan. We bind you in Jesus' name. You cannot operate in her life. And the glory of God will fall. The glory of God will move. And the glory of God will be present glory. We thank you for it. And we loose angels to go forth. Go forth. Bring things to her. Bring financial increase to her. Bring the opportunities to her. Open the doors that need to be opened. Close the doors that need to be closed. Glory to God. We praise you for it. We praise you for it. And it will be done. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We thank you for Cody, Father. We praise you, praise you, praise you. We thank you, Father. You know, you know his family. You know her situation. We, you know all of these things, Father. We bind Satan from working in his life. We bind Satan from working in his family's life. We speak the power of God working in this family. We speak the healing power of God falling in every member of the family. We, we speak it. We loose that power. We loose the angels to work on their behalf. Holy Spirit, continue to lead them, guide them through everything and every step of their life. We praise you for it. We praise you for it. We praise you for it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Father, we thank you for Megan. We thank you, that wonderful businesswoman that she has grown into. Well, Father, we praise you. You know her life. You know her situation. You know her family. Satan, we bind you. You cannot work. You cannot operate in her life. You cannot operate in her family. We stand on the word. We bind you. And angels, we command you. Ministering spirits, we command you to go. Surround her. Surround her family. Protect her. Every need. Supply every need in her life. Every need in her life. So that she can continue to fulfill what it is that you you called her to do, Father. We praise you for it, and we give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, guys. Father, we we know Jordan and Rebecca, precious members of this church. We praise you for bringing them into our house. We praise you for bringing them in our presence. Father, we praise you. You know their situation, and we go ahead and we bind you now in Jesus' name, Satan. We bind you. We bind you. You cannot work in their life. Cease to work in their life. This is a child, children of God standing here. In the, standing in the authority that's been given to them. We bind you, Satan. You cannot operate. Angels, we loose you to go and work on their behalf and make things line up oh, the, with the word of God. Father, we praise you for it. We believe you for it. And we believe that the healing power and the promises of God will reign true in their lives, Father. We, we praise you for it and believe you for it. In Jesus' mighty name. Oh, we thank you, Tim. Father, we thank you. Thank you. Wonderful man of God, wonderful wisdom, wise man. Wise man, Father, we thank you. We thank you for blessing us with him, Father. And Father, you know in his life the situations where the enemy is trying to come against him. Well, we bind you now, Satan. You cannot come against him. You cannot operate in his life. You cannot. We bind you in angels. We ministering spirits go forth. You bring forth, you bring back the you bring back the will of God to come so it to manifest in his life, Father. We praise you for it. Every need shall be met. Yes. Every cell in his body will be healed. Healing power throughout his body, top of his head to the bottom of his feet. And we praise you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for Lourdes. 
Oh, you know, Lord, as Father. Glory be. We all know, Lord, as we praise you for you. We thank you for her heart. We thank you for teaching her, leading her, guiding her. Most important, we thank her for her obedience to follow that. And then as she does, Father, and right now, the enemy may be trying to come against her and trying to stop her from going forth. We bind you, Satan. You cannot, in the name of Jesus, you cannot operate in her life. We bind you. Angels, we loose you to go forth. Work in her life. Put an umbrella protection around her and we call for the healing power of the your of your healing power just to fall and flood every cell and every fiber of her body thank you for it father we believe it we receive it by faith in jesus mighty name thank you father thank you Father, we thank you for Jerry. You've gifted him in so many ways, Father. Amazing man of God. We just, such amazing, awesome talents. Father, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you come and you continue to lead him. And I pray now and stand as a spiritual authority speaking into their life right now. I stand in that authority and I bind you, Satan, on behalf of, of Jerry's life. And I bind you. You cannot operate in his life or anybody in his family. Anybody in his family, I bind you. Angels, we send you out. Go forth. Protect them. Protect their family. Surround them with your angels. Continue to lead them and guide them and hold them close to God. Hold them close. But Satan, you cannot operate. You cannot operate in his life, Father. We praise you for it. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Father, we thank you for Christian Father. Amazing, amazing daughter, Lord. We continue to bind Satan. You cannot operate in her life, Father. We thank you for the anointing. We thank you for the power. We call for that power to flow in her life, in every opportunity in her life. We pray for your peace, your wisdom, and your joy, and your health to flood her body, to fill it from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet. And as we bind Satan in the authority delegated to us, we send the angels to go forth and to work in their lives to protect them and to show them and continue to lead them and guide them. Praise you, praise you. Father, you know this is my young daughter and her wonderful husband. I thank you so much for the beautiful woman that she of God she's turned into and the wonderful man of God that her husband is, Father. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. And Father, you know all their situations. We all face situations. But now we stand on your word and we stand on your will and we bind you, Satan. We bind you in Jesus' name. You cannot work in their life. Take your hands off of everything that belongs to them. Take your hands off and we call everything that belongs to them to come in. Angels, ministering spirits, you bring that in. You bring every dollar in. You bring every job in. You bring every opportunity in. And Holy Spirit, you hold them close. You hold them close. Hold them close to your leading and your guiding, Father. We praise you for it. We praise you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Glory be, glory be, glory be. Father, we thank you for Nick and Isabel, Lord. We know their situation. And you know the purpose of this call, Father. And we praise you for your healing power. We praise you for your word that tells us in your will that it is your will that we be healed. And Father, as we pray over this call, as they go forth, we, by faith, we, we, we pray that whatever need needs to be, will be. We pray that your power goes into this word, your provision goes into this. And then whenever they lay this call on whomever they need, 
that needs it, Father, that that your power will flow into their body and that everything will line up with your will, Father. We praise you for it. We speak, we speak power. We bind Satan on behalf of this. Satan, you get out of this situation. You get out of their lives. You stay out. You get behind them. Angels, you continue to work with them. You continue to surround them. Umbrella protection. Umbrella protection around them and their household. Glory to God. We praise you for it. Provision and healing power to flow in every, every part, every cell, every fiber, and every family member of their life. Father, we praise you for it and give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Oh, glory to God. Amazing, amazing. Denise and Keith, oh, we praise you for it, Father. Glory, glory, glory. We thank you. You're such an awesome Father. Such an awesome. This is a precious couple serving you. Glory to God. Giving their life to you. Oh, we praise you. Father, you know their needs. You know their need. Oh, we know their need. It's a good need. We praise you for that. But on their behalf right now, as their spiritual father speaking into their life right now, I bind you, Satan. Under the authority delegated to me, I bind you. You cannot operate in their life in any way. You can't come against them. And in any way that you may raise your little weary head up, we stomp your head because you're beneath our feet. Just as God's word says, you are beneath our feet. We pray that your healing power comes into their body, stays in their power. We pray for every ounce of provision, Holy Spirit. We pray for wisdom. Wisdom to continue to lead them and guide them and give you them revelation and to give them the, the, the guidance to make all the decisions they need to make. Father, we praise you for it. We bind Satan and we command the angels to go and protect and work in their lives and we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. All right. How you doing, Nathan? <laughs> Father, we thank you for Nathan. We thank you that he's a wonderful child. Lord, he's your child. Oh, he's a precious child, Father. We pray, as we pray over him as his spiritual father, we speak blessing on him, we speak authority over him, and we bind you, Satan. You can't work in his life. You can't work in his life. You can't come in his life in any way. It is God's will that we walk in health and we walk in healing and we walk in the perfected things that God has laid out for us. And we pray that and we believe that as, as, as spiritual leaders over him. We believe that he receives it. Healing power from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. And, and Satan, we bind you now. You cannot come against him. We bind you. You cannot come against him in any way, in any way. You cannot work here. Angels, you continue to go and you continue to, 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 uh, to work on his behalf and you continue to protect him. Continue to protect him and to hold him close. And we praise you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. And Chad, Father, you know this is an amazing amazing man of God. Amazing man of God. And I know Miranda knows she has an amazing man. He, he, he's got such a good head on him, Father. You know his heart. You know his heart. You, right now, I'm praying a, a blessing over his business, supernatural increase. And I bind Satan in every single way. Satan can try to come in many ways many ways to try to tear us down and try to break us, break our blessings that we walk in. We bind you, Satan. You cannot operate in his life. You can't operate in his business. You can't operate in his family. You can't operate through his children. He's the spiritual father of his house. And we declare that through the spiritual father that your blessings will flow to his children. And we bind you, Satan. You can't work in his life. You can't work in his children's life. You can't work in his wife. No, you no. You are bound. You cannot go 
go. And you have absolutely no choice but to flee. Just as the Word of God says, resist and you will flee. And he believes this. He receives this in supernatural, abundant increase, a, a, a increase in his life. Increase. Increase, Father. Increase. Angels, we send you out. We loosen you out to go and make a way. Go and make a way. Show him, lead him, guide him, Father, so that he can continue to be the man of God that you've called him to be. We thank you for him, Father. We give you all the praise and all the glory for it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Everybody give him a shout of praise. Thank you, Father. Woo, glory, 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 glory. Now listen to me really quick. I know we went a little long, but stick with me. This is very important. God answered your prayer. You just need to receive it by faith. Now there's some other factors that may play into that, especially when it comes with other people. But we're not gonna we're not gonna try to try to overanalyze this and make it difficult. You received it. Believe it. And when you leave out of here, don't you give up when it doesn't actually manifest instantly. Don't you give up. And when you feel yourself slipping and you and you, you feel yourself and you hadn't seen it and it hasn't manifested. That's when you pull this prayer back out. I'm going to tell you something. I'll walk around binding Satan all day long. When he's starting to come against you, you've got it under your breath. I don't, if you're at home, I, I don't do it under my breath. I open my mouth. I bind you, Satan. Do you know who I am? You don't have any place here. No place here. But do not give up. It's why it's called the good fight of faith. I believe you received it. You believe you received it. It's there. Amen. You got something really quick? You guys can make your way back to your seats while she's talking. Yeah, y'all can head on back to your seat. I want to read something real quick to you to carry with you. In Romans uh, chapter 4, it says in verse 18, if you were here for, in particular for a healing in your body today, I want you to take this with you today. Pastor Allen gave you all those verses for um, the promises of God. Amen? Y'all know the promises regarding healing in your body. And that goes for anything in your body or anything in your life. Amen? There's a promise. But I want you to remember this. Verse 18, Paul is talking about in chapter 4, verse 18, he's he's reminding them of, of Abraham. And he says, against all hope, now, sometimes what we're facing, doesn't se- it seems hopeless. There's no hope. That many of us in this room, there's just no hope. There's no hope. I, I, I don't know. I'm just at the end of my rope. Against all hope, Abraham, in hope, believed, and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your off- offspring be. And then verse 19 says, Without weakening in his faith, he considered not that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old. And Sarah's, it says, and Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise. But he was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God being fully persuaded that God had power to do what 
he had promised. Now, it's easy for us to believe that God's got a promise for us, and we come up here and lay hands, and yeah, I believe that, but then go home, and we consider our body, or consider the problem, and we wake up in the morning, let's just say we've got a, um, a growth on our arm. And instead of waking up in the morning and saying, I thank you, Lord, that the promise of God says that by your stripes I'm healed, we go, let me check and see if that thing's still there. (laughs) Right? And we consider the problem more than we consider the promise. Amen. But it says that Abraham considered not his body. He didn't even give it a second thought that he was 100 years old. Consider means to pay close attention to something, to, to magnify it in our eyes. But it says Abraham didn't even consider it. I, ain't even, I don't even care that I'm 100 years old. He did not consider the problem. He only stood fast on the promise. Right? That's, That's what I want you guys to do. If you're here and you were here to, to have us believe with you and pray with you and bind something in your body then don't go home and magnify that thing anymore stop giving attention to that thing and start giving attention to what the word says because a lot of times the word no always Always. the word says (laughs) different than the problem the problem says one thing the word says something else and our tendency is to believe what we can see and feel and touch and lay our hands on our body or or the problem in our life and we magnify that but the word says consider not even that thing don't even consider it don't even pay don't give it the time of day amen amen that's That's what i want y'all to do hey i'm thinking why are we driving this home because guys for god to to tell me i'm going to show my glory somebody's getting it i'll i believe all of you getting it right i believe because when when we bring glory to god that brings a testimony. And a testimony what brings people to God. You got a testimony. And you're going to have a testimony after today. Amen. Glory to God. All right. I think that's good. I think we've been long enough. <laughs> Thank you guys. But listen, you believe it, receive it. You got it. Walk it out. Now, the good fight of faith. You guys are dismissed. Have a good week. <laughs>